In this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to start working from home and how to be successful at it when you do. Hey everybody, Blake here. So today I want to get personal and talk about my journey in working from home in the past year or so and how you can do that too. I'm going to go into my method for how I actually was able to start working from home, something that you can try, something I call the one day interval principle. And also give you some guidelines on how to be really successful when you do start working from home because it's challenging. It's not it's not a joyride. It's not easy. It's not as flexible even as you might think at times. Other times it is. So I really want to dive in to, first off, how do you get from working at an office, at a company, to working from home and not sacrificing your, your bank load, right? You want, you want to still make money, but it can be challenging knowing what to do. Now, for some people, they can just quit their job and they take a risk and they start working from home that way in their own business. And for other people, um, especially for me, I actually continued working for my company and I even moved across the country. So I'm going to talk about how I did that and how you can do it too. So easily the number one question that I get about anything is what's it like working from home? Is it easy? Is it hard? You know, if you're anything like me, you probably consider the questions like, is it easier or harder? Won't I get distracted all the time if I'm working from home? How do I remain focused on my work? And how do I set up a productive home office? Things like this, right? Mostly logistical. But these aren't the only questions that you should be asking because 95% of being successful at working from home is the mentality. It's the strategy and the foundation that you lay well before you actually start working from home. So I'm going to answer these questions, but I'm going to go into it a little bit deeper. And I'm going to start out with my story. So I've been working in digital marketing for almost five years now. And almost one year ago, uh, my wife and I made the decision to move across the country and I was still working for a marketing agency and I liked my job. I liked my coworkers and I was, I was in school and it was flexible around my school. And, you know, we just kind of had this feeling that we, we wanted to move. Well, it was a little inconvenient and a lot of you might be in similar situations. You might even want to not, you don't want to move necessarily. You just want to start working from home. I think that this can help you out either way. So about a year ago, I made the leap from working at a digital marketing agency to going off on my own, but I stayed with the company. So you're probably wondering how I was able to swing that. And it's true that I was working for a, a more progressive company that was a little bit more open to maybe what you'd consider a non, non-traditional schedules. We did a lot of deep work. If you're familiar with Cal Newport, you know the, the deep work principle where you set aside two hours, you go really hard at it, and then you stop for a little while, and then you go back at it again. And you know We do that and have shorter days sometimes, and it was awesome. So I did work for a slightly more progressive company than maybe some of you do, but I think that this strategy can work as long as you build trust with your employer. I think that that's really the key to this whole thing. So how I was able to do it, um, first of all, the decision to do this was nerve-wracking. And the outcomes were completely unknown. I had no idea if we were going to starve to death as a family and if it was going to work out. But I just had to trust my instincts, and I took the leap. And my wife was very supportive in it. 
Um, we packed up all the belongings, our family, and we kind of just left. We drove across the country and I started working from home. But before that, I've been working at a marketing agency for about a year and I built up credibility and trust in my, in, in my employment, in that role as a digital marketer. And I provided value that people could clearly see. I tried to over deliver on value and to be quick in my work and efficient, but also very quality focused. And I think that that resonated with my bosses and the people in the company. And I think that we were able to do a lot of great work. So first and foremost, if you're thinking about working from home, you need to make sure that you have what it takes to work your butt off to get there. Because in all reality, what company is going to give you the best perk possible working from home, not having to drive into the office, but having more flexibility? What company is going to give that to you if you aren't providing clear value that they can't live without? You need to really position yourself as a linchpin. So if you know Seth Godin, a linchpin is an indispensable you know, part of a machine, um, the, the company being a machine. And the linchpin is the indispensable part that if it left, everything would crumble. You need to be that. And you need to teach others to be that. That's what provides real value to the company. So before you go ask for an opportunity to work from home or demand anything, you need to really be self-aware and understand, am I providing essential value, indispensable value to this company to such a point that I can really leverage this um, demand that I have to work from home? If you can't honestly say that, I would recommend taking about two or three months and just killing it at work and just improve that value that you're providing and be honest with yourself and work your butt off for a, a couple months just to really make sure that your value is clearly stated and noticed. And then once you get to that point, now I'll get into this one day increment trial um, principle that I talked about. So I'm assuming now that you've, you've laid the foundation of being an awesome employee, a linchpin. If you're not, stop listening and go take care of that and then come back. But assuming now that you are, the next step is to get bold. You need to really embrace how valuable you are. And you need to go in there and simply just ask your boss, um, hey, I provide real value here and I want to try being a guinea pig to provide even more value for this company. I think that if I work from home one day per week on a trial basis, that I could prove that you don't always need everybody here taking up all the resources that maybe one day per week people could work from home and be just as effective, if not more so. And position yourself as a guinea pig, that you want to do this to benefit the company, not to benefit yourself. Don't try to just tell them, I want to spend more time with my cat, so let me work from home. That's not going to work, even if you're valuable. Instead, provide real value to the company. And this can be valuable because, believe it or not, this isn't going away anytime soon, working from home. So helping companies become more progressive is really beneficial to them. And if you can be a trustworthy guinea pig to them, then that's great. They're more likely to approve that. All right. So now, once you've asked that, really the only other step that you need in this one-day trial principle is to 
you need to demand that metrics are measured against your, your performance while you're at home versus at work. Now this might sound kind of like a suicide mission because you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. But if you tell your employer, I want metrics measured against my performance while I'm at home versus at work, what you're really saying is I'm not going to slack off. I'm going to be accountable. And in fact, I'm going to exceed your expectations. That instills a lot of comfort in the employer, the, the supervisor you're talking to. And it makes it much more likely that you're going to be able to pull this off. And then once you are approved, if, if you follow this to the letter, you're probably going to be able to get approved for this. Fact of the matter is companies are going this way. And if you're willing to be a trustworthy guinea pig to them, they're probably going to take you up on it. But now the next step is you actually have to over-deliver on those key metrics that are being measured against you. Make sure that your metrics at work, at the office, stay great. But then when you're working from home, they're especially great. That you do even more. Just prove that you are really that valuable and that you deserve anything you ask for. So that's kind of how I did it. Um, but there's so much more into going, there's so much more that goes into being a successful um, remote worker. It's not just about getting the gig. So that's kind of how to do it um, or how I did it. But now I'm going to tell you a, a few things of how you can actually be successful and crush it working from home. So first off, um, assuming that you've been granted this tri one day trial and that you are crushing it on your metrics while you're working at home, um, there are some key challenges that you're going to face and you need to plan for these things. But before I get into that, I'm just going to put a plug in for how awesome it is to work from home. Obviously, you have freedom to choose your activities, your attire, your behavior. You have increased flexibility to spend time on what matters most to you. And you have a lot more comfort and control of how you spend your day. These things can be double-edged swords, but for the most part, they're, they're awesome. And you're really going to, to enjoy it. That said, there are so many challenges that you're going to face when you're working from home that I feel the need to point these out as well. First of all, distractions are so easy to come by and boundaries are so often crossed. Your schedule is going to be thrown off and it's going to be so hard for you to focus on a consistent basis. But all this aside, one of the hardest things for me actually is that human interaction is totally lacking when you work from home. Unless you're you know, an account manager or a salesperson and you're making phone calls all the time. But even then, not being able to actually see people face-to-face -face other than your family or your roommates it can be really challenging and you get a little bit of cabin fever. So make sure to get out and do stuff. And finally, a lot of people don't think about this, but not only is it going to be stressful for you to have to do work at your home, it's actually going to put some stress on the shoulders of those whom you live with. So be really conscious of other people and try to be try to be sympathetic to them because it's not easy for everybody involved. Now, I'm going to tell you just really quick the working from home mindset that wins that's going to help you succeed in working from home in 2018. So, tip number 1 is to embrace distraction instead of trying to eliminate it. Distractions are going to arise, so if you plan for them, it's a lot better than if you just let them happen to you. You know your distractions, you know your interruptions, the things that are going to happen, probably, and you can schedule them out a little bit. 
So schedule these schedule time for these known distractions and for the unknown, just be aware that they're going to happen and kind of have a plan in place if you can. And enjoy breaks from work every hour or so to break up the monotony because it's going to become boring and it's going to be tough. Tip number two is to set clear boundaries with yourself and with your family, roommates, friends, coworkers, whoever lives with you. People are going to interrupt you and you have to choose beforehand how to handle those situations. Never let your work goals be stopped by distractions. Accomplish what you set out to do every day and maybe keep a note by your side of the one thing that you have to get done each day and just never allow that to slip past you, to slip through the cracks. It should always get done. Tip number four is to employ the Pomodoro technique strictly. Um, This kind of goes along with the deep work theory, but that's deep work is a little bit longer. Pomodoro is... Basically, you set a timer for 25 minutes and you don't allow anything to break your focus on one specific task for that 25 minutes. Then when it's done, you break all focus and you take a break for five minutes before you get back to work. And you kind of repeat that process over and over again. And then after about an hour of doing this, you take a longer break. This is just a great way to remind yourself to be focused at the right times and to take breaks from focus at the right times. So you should really be employing the Pomodoro technique. Um, Tip number four is to conduct daily morning planning sessions. Now, I kind of talk to myself out loud because I am a crazy person. That's what I do. You don't have to do this. You can write it down. But either way, have it written or verbalized somehow in a concrete way what you're going to accomplish each and every day. And try try not to stick to recurring tasks. But really write down individually every day what you need to accomplish, even if you had to do the same thing yesterday, just because it will help you to, every single day it'll remind you that there are important things that need to be done, not just just to do things for the sake of doing them, but to be deliberate in every task that you actually pick to do. Tip number five is to build a routine that wins and never stray from it. So building a morning routine is really essential and it gets really hard when you have kids. We just had a, a baby and it really interrupts the the pattern of everything that you do. But it's so important to start building routines because you'd think that it would make you feel a little more monotonous like you were doing the same thing every day. But it actually is really comforting to have the same way to wake up, the same way to go to bed every day. It helps you focus on your work and enter the, the workplace with the right mindset. Tip number six Never just sit down at the computer and start typing away. Don't just start working from home. Plan at your house, then work at your house, then quit working when you're done. Just keep it clear cut. Don't, but, but never do anything without a deliberate purpose. Tip number seven is to create a home office environment that only serves that one purpose. It can be so easy with all the distractions that you're going to face to corrupt the place you're working in, it's the worst thing that you can do because once it's corrupted, you can't uncorrupt it. And what I mean by that is if you allow too many distractions in your home office, you're going to start mentally associating being in the office, not with work, but with other things, which is going to have a toll, take a toll on your focus and take a toll on your productivity and your desire to work. So really just keep your home office as an office and try not to deviate from that whatsoever. And finally, tip number eight, just as when you come into the office in the morning, 
so should you do as you leave the office at night. Separate work from life. The second you are done with your morning routine, you separate from life and go into work. And the, mo- the moment that you're done with all your tasks for the day and you feel like you've over-delivered on your value, then quit for the day and don't put your family through, you know, your you're working in your minds and don't, don't keep working even in your mind. Don't keep working on a piece of paper. Don't keep working on your phone. Be done. Just put it behind you in the office. This allows that again with, with tip seven to create a home office environment that only serves that purpose. That allows your home to only serve that purpose. It's really important as well. Now, a lot of people ask me what equipment you need to really have a great home office and the simpler, the better, honestly, the, it's the least important part of working from home is the furniture and equipment and setup you have. Whatever works for you is perfect. I have a lot of gadgets. I have screens. I've got, I've got post-it notes up on my wall for every single little thing I need to accomplish every day. Um, I'm, I'm a planning freak. I'm a productive productivity freak, but you don't have to be. Whatever works for you is what you should set up your office like. Um, I personally have a standing desk so I can break up the monotony with standing and still be working. It's also good for your health. Um, get a nice chair. Don't, don't use a kitchen chair or anything, get something that's comfortable because it's really bad for you to sit down all the time. You might as well make it comfortable and, and get out of your chair every once in a while too. Um, keep everything to a minimum if you can, and you need a Bluetooth speaker. If you don't have an Echo or Echo Dot, you should really get one because it's going to get so boring if you're just sitting there in silence for nine hours a day with no human interaction. You really need music or a podcast or audiobooks or something. Um, also, an air purifier is not a bad idea because it's going to get dusty in there and that'll help kind of purify everything, keep it out of your face. And and decoration that mirrors your personality just to make it more of a real office. It'll be more fun to work there, feel like a real workplace. But again, equipment is not super important compared to the mentality. So in conclusion, the, it's all about your mentality. It's all about the structures that you put in place, the goals that you set, the ways that you find to focus that matter. Just take breaks, set boundaries, you know, all these things that I've said, that's what will help you succeed in working from home in 2018. Um, equipment is not going to help you succeed. It's It'll facilitate everything if all the proper structures are in place, if they're not, then you're going to fail. So be prepared mentally for it. Understand it's going to be difficult and there are certain structures that you need to put in place. And that's really all you need. It's not that hard to, to get going. I guess the hardest part is just making the decision. If you are really determined to work from home this year or next year, then start making the plans that you need, the goals that you need to, to accomplish it. And Let me know how it goes. I'd be more than happy to help you out. Um, It's been a great opportunity to work from home, to work for myself now. I'm loving it, but definitely I'm working more than I ever have. And it's a challenge. So don't go into this thinking it's going to be easy, but definitely go into it with uh, excitement and room for improvement. That's all I've got for you. And I hope that that provided value. If it did, then go check out my YouTube channel and my other podcasts. Um, the Dream Spark podcast is really there to help you on your journey to be a better freelancer, better solopreneur, 
or just have a better career. Even if you don't want to work from home, even if you don't want to work for yourself, these tips are for everybody, but specifically for that group. So it was a pleasure talking to you and I hope y'all have a great day.